Hi everybody, welcome once again to Lighthouse Church Spiritual Fair Podcast. I'm Ben Hobson and here with David Thomas. Hey everybody, how are you all going this week? And I, I just really want to start off this week by apologizing for last week. <laughs> what happened was I went on a fishing trip, you guys probably remember it, I listened about it, and uh, I left David in charge of uploading and he, uh, he got a bit keen and uploaded a, I don't know how he did it, five minute podcast. Leave me with a computer and I'll do anything. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. So um, I've, I've corrected everything since I've come back. Yep. So the full episode's up there now. So if you got a five-minute weird clip thing from last week, you might need to delete that and come back and just reload the lesson from last week, which was a really good one. Yep. It's supposed to be like 35 minutes, yeah. not five. Yeah. Um, and we also wanted to start today by actually acknowledging a lot of people who have we've sort of got an, an inundation of a few um, yeah the last couple of weeks few comments which has yeah. been really helpful to us and really enjoy it we got one from um jazz jedi which i really loved really enjoyed the name jazz jedi because <laughs> obviously a star wars fan oh my goodness yeah and um weedy bix and who else was up here we had someone else uh, up here this one was great MTT Ryan eighty eight. That yep. was a really good one. Have we already acknowledged that one? I don't even. Yeah, know. I think so. Yeah, think, yeah. He, yeah. But we're just we're really we're really thankful to you guys for posting the, on here. The email. Yeah, from, we got a we got a really good email as well yeah. from um, listener Stan, yeah. which is Knight of the Word, which yeah. we really enjoyed your email address. But yeah, we just wanted to say thanks a lot to yep. you guys for encouraging us because it does do our. Whenever we get something like that, it really boosts our spirit yeah. and keeps us. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it keeps us going. Good. Oh, I just got a message from my wife. <laughs> the lovely Lena. Yeah, my, my lovely wife. Um, and we also wanted to just acknowledge the situation in Japan yeah, as well. For our Japanese listeners. For our Japanese mm-hmm. listeners, because we do have a few. And we mm-hmm. just want to say that our thoughts and prayers are with you guys. Yeah. We offer our sincere condolences uh, to the Japanese people. And yeah, as, our, as, as Ben has said, our prayers and thoughts go towards you. And, and, and there's just one thing I have to say, you know, I've... I've been watching the news to see you know the 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 way the japanese people have responded mm. and i tell you i'm so impressed with their their stand their honor yeah the integrity of of how they've handled the situation so i really i really commend them mm. it's great that great is, to see yeah so yeah um and on that note i think we'll kick plow, off plow in today and what we're going to be looking at is the weapons platform of kane yeah kane 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 uh, not the wrestler. No. <laughs> <laughs> Spelt differently too. Yeah. C-A-I-N. I have, I have no idea what we're talking about today. Okay. So it's all over to David. I'm just going right. to sit back for a little while. Okay. Remember remember last week when uh, I shared with you, well, for you, it's two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. I know. Yeah. I might get into trouble here. <laughs> with the, the... When I put my fist up and I said the... the, the how the devil comes in at you and he's and, and, he, and he's pretty predictable once you learn his pattern you can begin to recognize patterns and um, you know how how, how he, he'll come in at you mm-hmm. to try and attack you and so what we're doing now is we are looking at different platforms that he will use to come in now one of the things that I'm going to be researching a little bit deeper and obviously we can't do it on the podcast is the unless you just wanted to hear us typing or something yeah, on the yeah. For half <laughs> is the is you know we, like for example when we when we um talk about 
demonic attack when we talk about demons and when we go and and, and we're going to be touching a little bit quite later on about the the influence of demons directly with the unsaved and with Christians. Yep. And we'll 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 throw that little hot potato around a little bit. <laughs> there seems to be this huge list of of just demon upon demon upon demon and different names and different aspects of it and I've been sitting thinking about this and and trying to work my way through the Bible with regards to where do all of these things come from and 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 what I'm slowly starting to develop is a pattern that that looks like there's a very simple couple of avenues in which he attacks you mm. but then it's the disguise I think you use the word yeah. camouflage. And camouflage yeah. in which he adapts it to you. Mm. Specifically, that gives you that myriad of different types of attack. Yes. But if we can recognize the the, the basic attacks. And now what, what we found here in the book of Jude, um, verse 11, is, is, is three specific names mentioned. Clearly brought out and, and, and mentioned, which is Balaam, well, Cain, Balaam, and Korah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm 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 thinking, and this is speculation. I'm not putting it down as this is doctrine. This is just purely my thoughts, my speculation. Yep. That there's a possibility of there only being a few weapons platforms. The disguises are many, but the weapons platforms of how he comes in and operates effectively are just there's not many of them. And if we can get to recognize, look through the disguise, recognize it we can be able to start anticipating the ambush. Yes. The ambush attack of the enemy against mm-hmm. us. And so I'm, I'm going to put my neck out a bit and say there's possibly only three weapons platforms that I can see. Now, when we discuss the church's weapons platforms, at the moment, I can only possibly see three weapons platforms there. Mm-hmm. So remember, just a weapons platform is a structure, any structure or system on which a weapon can be mounted. Mm. And we, 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 we're going to be looking at the different weapons that can come onto these weapons platforms later and get used. So the one we're dealing with now is Cain. Yeah, and last last week we did, we did Balaam. Balaam, yeah, yes. So this week is Cain, and next week will be Korah. Yep. yep. Now, Cain, Cain is an interesting character. Really, really interesting character. He's the firstborn of Adam and Eve. Mm. So you can go and read about him in Genesis chapter 4 onwards. It's incredible just to think that from the first sin to the first generation, the sin developed from rebellion to murder yeah. in one generation. Yeah. One generation. So it's fratricide. I think it's called fratricide where you murder your, yeah. your siblings. Yeah. Um, within seven generations, Lamech, and it's also in Genesis chapter 4, you already have have uh, the guy starting to be polygamy, you know, practicing polygamy, where it's one man, one woman, that's a marriage couple in terms of God's eyes. And mm-hmm. Right down there, it's already starting to affect mankind mm. so radically, so viciously. It's like a viral infection. Yeah. So here we have Cain. All right. Now, Cain is anger against God by refusing to accept that your actions are wrong and God's ways are right. In other words, it allows your sin dominion over you as you deal with anybody. 
Now, what I want what I want the listeners to do right now is 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 stop the tape, stop the recording, and go and read the book of Jude. Okay, so. Okay, do you want to do a one, two, three, stop? One, two, three, stop. <laughs> okay, <we're> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't get to do that though. I didn't get to pause it. I haven't read the book of Jude. No, no, it's just one chapter. I have read it. Yeah, yeah, just but one chapter. But what what you find interesting is. Where's my ah? Oh, I left my Bible in the other room. Uh, I'll get, I'll, okay, I'll do a jig or something. While no, you... I'll get another Bible. Oh, okay. Yeah. You got, got more a... than one, have you? I got a couple. <laughs> what you'll find, what you'll find in 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 like sort of Jude and in, I think it's in Two Peter, one of the chapters over there. Uh, you you find a description of people's character. You know, so you've got this character. Um, that seems to be with people who are really anti-God. Mm-hmm. Now, here's, here's, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing about this. These people are actually in the church. All right? Now, if you read Jude slowly, you'll find out that these people are actually in the church. You can read about their character. Mm. In the church. Now, here's the thing. When they reveal themselves to you in the church, when they come against you in the church, the camouflage will not be what you read here. Mm. All right. This is the real motive. This is the real, uh, the sexual immorality. Uh, You've got people that have got bad attitudes, bad, you know, for example, um, you know, the, how they just want to destroy and tear down the things of God and, and, and want to turn people through perversion away from the things of God. The problem is when these people manifest themselves within the church, it doesn't look like that. Mm. Because of the nature of the church. Now what happens is the nature of the church is redemptive. We're there to reach people for Jesus. We're there to help people you know, get get their hearts right for Jesus Christ. Yep. We then look at these people, but we allow these people to come in and really do bad damage within the church mm. and get away with it. Yeah. And so what you've got to start to do now is you've got to start to look at camouflage very, very carefully. And you've got to start to learn to discern the difference between a camouflage demonic weapons platform to someone that is an Isaiah 61 damaged person. Yeah, okay, that's... Yeah, okay, You see. see what I'm saying? Yeah, because they could probably look the exact same way with the same type of behavior. For, you know, for instance, a person in legitimate rebellion will look maybe the same as a person who is just upset and angry at God for some reason. Do you yeah, know what I mean? The yeah. broken-hearted. Yeah. That's that's pretty interesting, David. It is, it is. And, and, and you'll need the discerning of spirits one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, to do that. You'll need wisdom to do that. You need to know the Word of God to do that. And then you need to learn how to actually apply that. And we've, 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 I've preached a little bit about that in the series on how to avoid hurts and offenses in the church. For example, the difference between reproach and rebuke. Yeah. Okay. I just... Uh, <coughs> Go on. Oh, I can't actually remember what I was going to say now. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> having, my, having my problems. <laughs> All right. Now the, the, I'll remember later. The core message, the core message of Cain, the core message of the way of Cain, or the core message of a person. Wait, I remember what I was going to say. Go for it. 
<laughs> Sorry. Just... Before you forget. All right, well, I think it's important to note that it's going to maybe never look the same. To, like, you'll never have full knowledge of what it is and whether you've done the right thing or the wrong thing in discerning of a spirit until you get to heaven. So what I want to say is, you know, if you do manage to to un- unveil a camouflage of an enemy, enemy we- weapons platform, it's probably going to look the same as it would if you were to do it in the incorrect way. So the person that you're doing it to will probably still be angry, will probably still be hurtful and throw a lot of stuff and you'll get attacked with a lot of things like self-condemnation, con- condemnation, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's really important to know um, that in the aftermath, you still might get all those attacks despite that what you've done is right. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. And it's not until well, we... for example, you're dealing with Cain here, all right? Yeah. Cain's an angry man. Yeah. Cain's, Cain's a, uh, is a murderer. Yes. Um, one of the, the, the core message of Cain here is, I will not change, you will. That's the core message of Cain. The core, the core message of Cain is, I will not change, you will. Now, here's a question I want to throw at you. Where Now, remember, Cain is one, one generation from Adam. So, so Adam and Eve thrown out the garden. Mm-hmm. Cain, possibly firstborn son. Mm-hmm. We don't know how many sons and daughters between Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. So Cain, firstborn son, we don't know how really how much time transpired between Cain when he killed Abel and how many people were on the earth. But yeah. in that short span of time, where do you hear about that attitude in creation? The attitude of Cain. Now, effectively, there's only three people on the planet. Where do you hear that attitude before? Well, I would like to say the snake. Exactly. Now, where snake where, as where, in the snake, or snake as in the spirit that was in the snake? Spirit that was in the snake. All right. So you you, you are saying that the Cause, devil? Yeah, because what the devil said was like, God is keeping something from you. You yep. can have as much knowledge or more knowledge than God. So what you're doing is right, and what they're doing, what yeah, what he's doing is wrong. Like you, you can be in that rebellion. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Because what, what did what did Satan say to God? Uh, just in your own words, in your own words, just try and try and work it out, yeah. What what did Satan say to God? Yeah, Cain is saying, Cain is saying to God, "I'm not changing. I'm angry with you. I'm not changing." Well, Satan said the similar sort of thing because exactly. he wanted to be God. He wanted to step in exactly into God's place. And then, what did Satan become? A murderer. He became a murderer. He became a murderer. Satan, one of his Satan's titles is that he is a murderer. Yeah. And what did Cain become? A murderer. He did. And so the very core of envy, mm. of jealousy, of I want, the core essence of it leads to murder. And the Bible actually says of Cain, he is actually a son of the devil. Wow. And so the people that are following on this way of Cain are actually, when they begin to step out and say, my way, not God's way, they're actually stepping out on Satan's path. Yeah. And that's how dangerous this way that's is. That's really dangerous. Add to this, once you start saying, I, 
you are allowing self-deception to come in and following self-deception will come in a deceptive spirit to allow you to believe the lie so that you will smash anything around you that does not satisfy that envious desire that you have. And so Cain, somehow or other, got jealous because he brought a, a sacrifice to God. God refused his sacrifice, but he accepted um, Abel's. Abel's sacrifice. And all the way through the process, you go and read it, all the way through, it's an interesting story. God, There's a communication between God and, 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 and um, Cain, and, and God comes along to Cain and says, Why are you sulking? Why is your face downcast? And it's just, you, you didn't accept this of mine. You didn't accept this of mine. You didn't accept this of mine. Mm. And there was a sacrifice right at the door for, for, for Cain. God provided a sacrifice right at the door for Cain. And he refused. And then this, this fested and built and built. And ultimately, it transformed itself into murder. And that's, that's very interesting in light of... Um what Jesus says about holding any contempt for another person in your heart for another person is the same as doing murder to them. Absolutely. I think that's pretty interesting. Don't yeah. You? yeah. Yeah. So what does this weapons platform look like in the church? I don't know. It's <laughs> <Is that> a, <laughs> a question. Because one of the interesting things that you're going to find, one of the interesting things that you're going to find is a lot of the spiritual warfare essentially takes place within the boundaries of the church. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to start to re-examine what we think of as the church. The church is not a building. Yeah. The church is not an organization. The church is not a nationalistic enterprise. You know, the church is the body of Jesus Christ where two or three are gathered together. That is where the church is. And so when the church begins to operate as a corporate body when two or three begin to operate as one the enemy is going to come and ambush the church yeah well see the enemy doesn't really mind so much for people who aren't in the church because he's like I've got them I don't need to worry about them but it's when people start to step up and start to hear messages and words that are a bit more dangerous to Satan does he come in at them with an attack and so so this 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 person this person here is a person that is very jealous very jealous. This is the person that, if they're in leadership, they're going to hold power to themselves. No one must become better than me. Now, whatever level of leadership is, this is a person that doesn't raise up hmm. and release. They create an atmosphere of enablement, and they rule and govern that atmosphere by legislation, by laws. You were just saying to me yesterday, like, one of the biggest goals a Christian should have would be able to eventually say to someone, oh, sweet, okay, you're the guy, I can retire. Like, you are much better at this than I am. I can step down. Absolutely. Raising up people into their gifts and their calling as God calls them. I tell you what, it's my biggest drug. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, another another aspect about uh, this one. Okay, so first of all, this one, this, this, kind, this kind of person will manifest within the church and they will they will hide behind a religious spirit. They will hide behind a Pharisaical spirit, a Pharisaical attitude, and they they they're very very comfortable in a lot of rules and regulations. But here's the catch: they don't live by those rules and regulations. They want you to, and mm. they'll make those rules and regulations for you. Mm. And they'll be very very jealous of you being blessed. Yeah. So if you've been blessed by God, 
and your ministry is being blessed by God and things are happening, they're going to put a damper on it by applying rules to you. Yeah. Yeah. And you see that's such a common thing, isn't yeah. it? It yeah. happens all the time. Um, if they get caught out, justification. They'll hide behind the rules. They go hide behind the rules well, again like, and blame others. Say someone gets excited about a ministry and they start to just go and tell everybody about it. They'll say something like, careful, you don't want to tell everybody your idea. Someone else might have it and take it yeah. from you. Be careful. You don't want to go and trample on people. You don't want to upset the status quo. Be, you yeah. know. And it sounds right, but it's <laughs> so wrong. Uh, worship. Now, I'm not talking about just singing in church. I'm talking about a lifestyle of worship. Yep. These guys do not have a lifestyle of worship. They, they disguise it, and they will disguise it in flattery and fantastic words. Just go and read Jude. These are the guys that will sit in your love feasts with you. Mm-hmm. They will participate in worship with you, in acts of worship with you. But they're not worshiping God in spirit and in truth. You saw Cain brought an offering the same time Abel brought an offering in the same service, possibly. Yeah. But there's not that spirit worship, the worship, true worship. Just because you raise your hands in church does yeah. not necessarily mean that you're worshiping. It's about where your heart is. Yeah. Another thing, these three, you know, these three weapons, uh, well, any, any demonic force hates the prophetic especially the religious spirit, especially when they cower behind the religious spirit because it's the prophetic, it's the prophet that will pick him out mm-hmm. through word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophetic anointing. They just can't handle the prophet. That's why they go for the prophets. That's why there's so much turmoil within the prophetic movement. And it's easy for them too. It's an easy, it's an easy target for the prophet unless they're backed up by a church, church family, elders, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's an easy target because if someone says, I've got this word from God... They're like, did you? I don't. God doesn't speak. That sort of thing, you know. It's an easy religious spirit yeah. target. They love a, they love a um, church legal atmosphere. They hate a righteous biblical atmosphere. They yeah. They can't stand in a church where the fivefold ministry leadership has been raised up. The, this is this is a, this is a problem with a lot of a lot of ministers when they when they go into a church and they want to start establishing a fivefold ministry in the church and raise and release and train up disciples to go out. Mm-hmm. These people fight them, the people of the way of Cain, because the one aspect about church and Christianity, it's a change environment. I said this I said this last week. If you come to church and you do not want to change, stay out of church. Yep. If you come to a fivefold ministry church, if you come to a church that's active under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and you do not want to change, get out as fast as you can. Save you the problem and to save the people in the church the problem. Because church is a dynamic change environment. I've preached, I don't know how many times, in my first, the, sort of coming out of the, the, the beginning of the year sermon, have you changed from last year? Is your life different? Have you improved? Have you grown? Because if you haven't, if you've stayed still, if you're the same as you were yesterday, there's something wrong. Mm. It's an indicator that something's wrong within your, your what is happening within your life. And it's a strange thing with the society we live in, especially the Western culture, is you get to a point and that's it. You just sort of coast for 20 years. You get to a point where you have a good couch, good TV, good car, home, family. And then it's yep. the same. You don't change personally. You don't look inward. It's a strange thing that has come on in our society. Yeah. The... Um, the one thing about this guy is that he will he will he will he will hate 
a biblical Christian. He will hate a dynamic change Christian, a Christian that wants to walk in step with the Holy Spirit and that is active in ministry. He will hate that Christian not only as a leader but as a colleague. But he will disguise his hatred and the camouflage is he will come over in as a form of a friend mm. and he will invite you to go with him somewhere and then, man, he will hammer you when you're alone. He will smash you down just as Cain did it to Abel. Come out with me to the field, you know, and, and we'll... And we'll talk. Is it is it like a jealous thing? Like absolutely. What what when you say jealous? What are they jealous of? Success, relationship with God, or anything really? Any sort of? No, the the the, the root of their jealousy is based on self. I am I want, more okay, important yeah. than you. Therefore, how dare God bless you and not me? Yeah. And because God's blessing you, I'm going to sort you out. How dare you? Yeah. And that goes to God Himself. How dare you bless that person other than me? Yeah. And it's anger against God. Yeah. Man, and, and and just because just because I use the word anger doesn't mean that the guy's like raging temper and carrying on. Oh no. It's it's like it's it's very, very well disguised. And it's even disguised people. to themselves, like just veiled within mm. them, just like this this just underlying current of resentment. You can see it in people, mm. yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been looking at um I've been what my my wife loves watching criminal minds you know these these behavioral analysis yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. i tried my hand at that i want to read to you some of the stuff yeah <laughs> really your what, criminal what, minds yeah, are you? I'll, I'll, i'm trying i'm okay. trying it's probably you know i'm trying i was i was sitting in a coffee club waiting for someone <laughs> ah. and i was just doing this writing so the, the, this is what i think this guy or this person will look like i'm using he just as a yeah, yeah i know yeah, what you it's mean. he or she he will make offerings worship he will do it with you uh, if you are trying to correct him, he will uh, receive it seemingly well, but he will hate you more and more. He will plot to kill you. He will appear to be religious, but he, but his religion is false and demonic. He places himself above all else, therefore minimizing, uh, therefore mimicking his father Satan, who placed himself above God or tried to. He does not believe that he is a sinner and in the wrong. When confronted with uh, he, when, when confronted will respond with legalism and hide the violence he will manifest towards you it's a man on the way of Cain yeah and we've um, <clears throat> dare I say seen that in our church yes we have and uh, it's very good camouflage very good when we when we start to um, talk when we start to draw this together and start to wrap up and, and actually try and look at specific attacks and how to respond to attacks. For example, we'll we'll talk about uh, a guy with the way of Cain. A guy with the way of Cain is probably an aggressive guy. He will try and disguise it in passivity and legalism. But he's an aggressive guy. He's an aggressive person, uh, dominant, trying to dominate you and, and, and try and put you down with different man ways. Yeah. Go and read in the book of Proverbs what happens when you confront an angry person. It's blatant. The Bible says expect a violent response. Mm. So if you're going in and you're going to have to deal with someone like this, yeah. or if you're going to have to deal with the, the, the spirit behind this, well, you need, to, you need to understand the response that is going to come by you applying the word. Know the difference between reproach and reproof? When you go in to reprove someone, if you if the person truly repents and shows godly sorrow, you've won a brother back. If you haven't, yeah, 
all hell will break loose against you. But as you stand and you make your stand, you can deal with that issue. Yeah. But if you're going to be dealing with uh, Balaam, hmm. you're going to be dealing with someone that's going to be trying to bring compromise into the church. And that compromise is going to look so good that you're going to look yeah. like a righteous fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you deal with someone with Cain, you're going to deal with someone that's going to come at you from behind aggressively to kill you or to kill your ministry or to get you out because they don't want you blessed and they don't want you uncovering them. Mm-hmm. And then ne- and, and, and the next session, we're going to deal with Korah's sin. Yeah. So we look at what Korah looks like and what he does and how he attacks you. And then later on in the series, we'll, we'll deal with our biblical weapons platform and how to respond to each of these situations. Okay, cool. Um, I just wanted to... Do you, uh, do you mind if we, sh- we close up now? I, yeah. just, I wanted to finish with this question that I think is important because we do, we do go through things here a lot. Yep. We talk. I mean, we just talked about the way of Cain for an entire podcast, which is what how long? Half an hour. Yeah. And I just was wondering why we spend so much time going through all of this stuff when I guess you could I don't know go through Cain in five minutes probably just say one thing, but we have to really ram it home. Why is that, David? Well, firstly, because I like doing it. <laughs> <laughs> like hearing yourself talk. Yeah. <laughs> No, no. Um, um, know, your, know, know God, know yourself, know the enemy, and you will not have to worry about the outcome of a battle. And the problem that I find in the church is that the church sort of either completely overlooks certain areas of teachings or overlooks the basics and reiterating the basics. You know, For example, how, how, how many times have I gone over the basics and, and and got to a point where people okay now I, now I I don't only understand I don't only know but I'm actually beginning to apply this without thinking yeah now the reason why I take such a long time is one I need I need the people out there to basically begin to incorporate it within themselves without thinking and two when we start tying this all together we will then be able to know that, okay, um, he's talking about this and this is what I need to be doing. So for example, spiritual warfare, we, you know, if, if I take, by the end of this, I say to someone like yourself, Ben, I'm sending you out on, on to do spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. You will know that there are only two forms of spiritual warfare that you can legitimately biblically partake in. What are they? Uh, oh. <laughs> so that's why it takes so long by the time I get to the end of it <laughs> that is so embarrassing I hate it when you do that because if I had a moment to think about you'd it you'd get the answer I, but no. I got to talk on this and you just stare at me and I've got my mouth agape I'm just, I just don't do that to me man. that's not fair See, we've got that person on there saying that it's good that Ben's here, just for all of us noobs out there who need to ask David his question. This is why I get caught. And this is why I take my time. Yeah. So that you know. <laughs> Defensive, Isaiah 61. Offensive, Matthew 28. Okay. That's it. The only, the only time you can attack the devil is when you go for treasure. You don't attack him direct. You just go for treasure. The only time you can attack him direct is in a defensive battle when he's attacking you on an ambush. Mm-hmm. 
And so by the time you walk out of here, you'll be able to memorize the five factors in chapter one. You'll be able to understand how to train and you know recruit your team around you. Uh, you'll be able to know the enemy, know God, know yourself, and then you'll be able to know and identify the different weapons platforms that he's going to throw in at you and recognize patterns. Yeah, That's crucial, just to, to begin to recognize the patterns and then to learn how to bring it to bear. I love that. The, you know, the, the picture I get in my mind is, you know, one of those battleships like the USS Missouri or whatever of the the America, yeah. the, the old Second World War battleships when they turn all their gun turrets into oh, one yeah. direction and just like, you know, just send it all <laughs> off at one. And they're bringing it to bear on one target. Yeah. And so the enemy comes in and attacks you and you just bring it to bear on one target and just level. Well, I'm glad you're taking the time, David. I am. <laughs> and I don't mind being the guy who has to sit here and ask you the questions either because I, like... As you guys can probably tell in podcast land, you do have to often pry him open a little bit and drag stuff because can you stop and go through that again for me, please? That sort of thing. Yeah, no, it's 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 great. I love having you here. Ah, oh, thanks, David. Uh, one last thing I want to just say. Go for it. Now, we've been teaching you a saying of Sun Tzu, mm-hmm. okay? And, we've, and, and, and now, now I'm going to enlarge on that saying. Okay, so you've, you, you know when Sun Tzu says, if you know yourself, know your enemy... You will not have to worry about the outcome of any battle. You know the three saints. If you don't know yourself, know the enemy, then you're 50-50 chance. If you don't know either, you're going to be nailed every time. Mm-hmm. I've added to that by saying if you know God, know yourself, know the enemy, you're not going to worry about any battle. You will win the battle. You don't have to, you know. Yep. Now I'm going to add to that by what Sun Tzu says. And this is it here. It says, and if you know the enemy and know yourself, your victory will not stand in doubt. If you know heaven and know earth, you may take your victory complete. Hmm. Right? And so as we build in, what we're going to do is once we finish all our weapons training, we're going to go back and start looking at those five factors in depth yeah. and how to bring it to bear. In light of all the in other In light lessons. of all of that. So now when I say, okay, who, who are you going to find on your ground? What ground do you actually have? There are nine different types of ground according to Sun Tzu. What type of ground are you in at the moment? Mm. Do you recognize it when you set up a camp? In other words, when you, are, when you are putting yourself into a place as a child of God, what kind of camp, what kind of home, what kind of environment do you need to set yourself up in? Mm-hmm. Bible tells you if you're camping near the enemy, make sure you've got no sin in your camp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so these are the things that we're going to be battering out. Good, good. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. And relearning everything again. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I think we'll call it call it quits there. Not That's quits. It. That sounds strange, doesn't it? Yeah. Call it today. So today. yeah. As um as always, we'd love for you to check us out at www.life-house.net. There's heaps of new resources there, as well as our weekly sermon podcasts, which David's a part in, which I'm doing this week. I was gonna I was gonna say something uh, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing my second sermon. A bit nervous, but. Should be good. And 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 next week you can download that sermon <laughs> of Ben if he passes muster, which yeah. I'm sure he's going to be. Oh, he's I hope been, I do. Of course you will. <laughs> he's, been, he's been telling me bits and pieces. I'm really excited to hear about oh, Ben. Good. Ben's our resident apologetics apologist. Apologist. Yeah, that's me. Studying apologetics, and uh, he he likes to play with Talk. evolutionists. I do. Oh, I do. It's, <laughs> yes, I do. I'm worried about next week though because I'm the one who has to introduce the podcast. 
Someone was, I'm hoping it's not going to be, hey, welcome to the Lifehouse Weekly Sermon Podcast. My name's Ben, and here's Ben. Uh... At, at least you won't have to say the late great. Yeah, no, that's true. The great. <laughs> the great Benjamin Hall. Anyway, uh, thanks very much for sticking with us, guys. And uh, once again, we'd love to hear from you. But other than that, we'll see you next week. Have a great and blessed week. Good night. Good night. Goodbye. Bye.